Good morning, Christian America. Pro-life is in the news this week. Uh, we've posted some articles. We're going to cover uh, some articles this morning to get you up to speed on what's going on. Trust me when I tell you that it's good news. It's good news this week on the pro-life issue. Also, we're going to bring to you some interesting ideas that some pastors out in California have used to circumvent some of the draconian restrictions on faith-based services, on worship services that are going on out there. You're going to like what you hear, at least I think you're going to like what you hear. Without further ado, let's get your weekend started off right with some news. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort that consists of the Christian American community on all the social media platforms. That's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parler. Uh, that is this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, available on all the podcast platforms, as well as the Good Morning Christian American YouTube channel that consists of the Christian American T-shirt company and ChristianAmericanTees.com. If you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel, trust me, it's winter time. We have the long sleeve tees. We have hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, and a variety of Christian American apparel. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. Today, this Friday, as, as we've changed the schedule, if you remember last week, if you followed us last week, um, our Friday podcast, or we, we've kind of changed the programming. Um, we're going to bring to you some news that we've posted and commented on throughout the week that concerns issues across this nation. If you're a Christian, for sure, it should be a, uh, concern everyone because um, this nation was built on Christian values, family values, Judeo-Christian principles that have been with us since, since Jesus walked this earth. And, and it's these ideas that this country was built on. It's these values that this country was built on. And it's important for us as adults, as it's important for us as believers in Christ. It's important uh, for us as adults, as citizens of this great nation, of stewards of what's been gifted, what's been uh, granted to us by God's blessing, through God's grace, because of God's mercy, that we take care that not only do we cherish what we have, but we take care and we help preserve it uh, for the future. That's for the future of our children and the future of our children's children. So it's in that light that we come to you on this Friday so to, to inform you, right? We're about three things on this podcast, inspiration, education, and information. Uh, inspire uh, to get out there and do the work that God has called for you to educate you in the good book and and, and the revelation that God provides us through scripture and to inform you as to what's going on around this nation, what's going on around the world that affects Christians in our faith and our daily lives and our walk as we try to walk with Christ in that right direction on that righteous path. And so it, it's in that light that we come to you today. Um, and today we're going to talk essentially about two important issues. One, uh, it, which most people think is the most important issue uh, out there. And they wouldn't be wrong, I don't think. I mean, there's a good argument to be made. Pro-life, the, the movement to abolish all abortions. Now, there's a variety, a variety of people think a variety of things when you think about abolishing abortion. What we would ultimately hope is that 
the idea of aborting children, the idea of killing children in the womb would no longer exist within the people themselves. Now, when you hear some people say abolish abortion, they think you mean externally and clamping down and throwing people in jail and, and that type of stuff. Um, we won't get into that portion, but the ultimate goal is that that people actually love other people because not because I say so, but because God says so. And that we, if we follow scripture, we know that God knits us in the womb, that God knew us before he formed us in the womb. And if we truly believe that, if we truly understand and conceptualize that, that there would, then there should be no need to have a discussion about abortion because it would never uh, enter into someone's mind. It would never enter into someone's heart that it would be possible, justifiable to abort the, un the unborn. So it's an important issue throughout our day. And we're going to talk briefly this morning. I'm going to show you a couple articles about what's going on. And it's good news what's going on on that front, on that issue throughout this nation. Also, we're going to talk uh, continue some of the conversation we had last week about religious liberty, religious freedom in this country, and some of the crackdowns that have been taking place. We explained to you last week. We showed you some articles that, uh, and, and to include the Supreme Court's decision to uh, essentially eliminate most of these bans on worship services because of the First Amendment. We actually showed you the First Amendment last week also uh, we posted it for you we read it to you we discussed it about the establishment clause and what that is and what that means and the free exercise clause and what that is and what that means and so it's important again that you are educated in some of these things and that you are informed as to what's going on and so real quick i want to share my screen with you we're going to cover an article that is sitting on uh, christianheadlines.com. It's written by Michael Faust. Um, the title of the article says that 127 abortion clinics have closed since 2015. Life is winning, pro-life group says. So this article, and I'll, I'll read some of it briefly to you, is a report by a pro-choice organization. It's talking about a new report by a pro-choice organization that has drawn reactions from both sides of the aisle, right? It says the 18-page report by the Abortion Care Network says that 127 independent abortion clinics have closed since 2015, including 14 this year and 27 in 2019. The network uh, is an association of, the independ of independent community-based abortion providers, nearly three-fifths, that's 58% of abortions in the United States are performed by independent clinics, according to the report. So independent clinics perform the majority of abortions in this country, it says that Planned Parenthood performs 37% of the nation's abortions, and that since 2012, the number of independent clinics have fallen from, uh, have fallen 34% from uh, 510 to 337 today. And so that, my friends, is good news. That, my friends, is something to celebrate. That is something to celebrate, something that we should be celebrating because 
and, and, and these abortion clinics aren't necessarily closing because somebody is shutting them down. It's not, they're not necessarily closing because the government has outlawed or banned them because honestly, the government hasn't outlawed or banned many abortions. They've tried to curtail some of the, uh, some of the uh, time uh, restrictions or lack of restrictions whether it be 22 weeks, 24 weeks, 20 weeks, et cetera, and, and, and outlawing or banning uh, or minimizing any abortions past a certain period of time. Again, there's 50 states. All 50 states have 50 different rules and regulations. So I'm trying to be as broad as I can, um, just understanding all of that. But what the article is saying is that out of the majority of independent or out of the majority of abortions performed in the nation through independent providers that those facilities have closed 34 percent of them have closed which is a good thing because again abortion hasn't been outlawed so that that could only lead to a few reasons as to why the abortion clinics are closing one is because they can't find funding which is a good thing. That means people like us are not giving money to organizations that support such or, or commit such atrocities. The second part of that could be also that the reason there are less abortion clinics is because there are less people getting abortions. And that also is a good thing. Now, that would be the ultimate, the ultimate in good news is that more people and this is what our hope is. This is what our prayers are for. That our hope is that in the future, if the pro-life message continues to gain steam, if the pro-life message continues to garner support from average people, from working people who not only don't want your tax money or whatever going to abortion clinics, but just the, the, the simple idea of murdering a child in the womb out of whatever rationale that people can come up with should be deemed morally reprehensible and unjustifiable. And so it's in that light that we want to briefly show you this next article specifically having to deal with, um, with the pro-life issue. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you uh, I want to share this article with you. This article is also on Christian, uh, ChristianHeadlines.com, and it's an article by uh, John Stone Street and Roberto uh, Rivera about Andrea Bocelli. Okay, so for people who aren't in uh, in the know, Andrea Bocelli is uh, an Italian singer uh, who is blind completely, and so this article, and we won't get into into too uh, into it too deep. Um, Andrea Bocelli recently uh, gave the story of essentially his birth through his mother's tale. And so uh, this article kind of recaps that. And he says, 16, uh, 62 years ago, a young woman named Eddie Bocelli, pregnant with her first child, was hospitalized with an appendicitis. So she was pregnant with Andrea, was hospitalized with an appendicitis. Her doctor her doctors advised her to abort the child because they said the baby would be born with some disability, end quote. Uh, 
A devout Catholic, Eddie Bocelli refused, but the doctor's prognosis was indeed correct. Her son, Andrea, was born with congenital glycoma and completely blind by the age of 12. Now that's a terrible, terrible situation, okay? Um, and, and, there's, and there's no doubt that a young woman faced with such a decision, it's not, uh, it's not an easy decision. It would never be an easy decision. Only that person is gonna be truly able to make that decision. The, that mother and the father, of course, hopefully through conversations with their doctor, but she being devout in her faith, the mother being devout in her faith, decided to go forward anyway and give her child a chance. And because she gave her child a chance, he became one of the most well-known, one of the greatest singers of our time. You know, he's, he's been called, his voice has been called by other singers, other professional musicians as the voice of God. It's said that if, if God had a voice, they believe it would sound like Andrea Bocelli. So one of the greatest artists of our time who's given beauty, the beauty of music to this world, the beauty of music to our lives, has enriched this nation and then given back around the world, provided charity and provided employment for thousands and thousands of people while enhancing the world. All of this was done because his mother chose to have faith in God and give her son the chance to survive, the chance to live. And that's what the evils of abortion really exacerbate, is that when you take the life of an unborn child, you are stripping it. You are stripping that person. You are stripping that future life of something great. If you believe as we believe, that God has a plan for everybody. If you believe that, as we believe, that God has a plan that we may not understand, and you have faith as we have faith, that his will be done, then there's no way that you should be able to support such an atrocity. There's no way that you should be able to support the aborting of a child, helpless and defenseless, because you don't know what greatness God has in store for that child. You don't know the ripple effects of the goodness that will come from its being. The greatness that can, can form from its, you know, from, from its life on this earth. That's an important concept. There are adopted children all around the world and for many many years that have been adopted by parents and that have grown up to do great things one of the most obvious ones and most well-known ones is steve jobs steve jobs was uh was an adopted child his mother made the decision even though she could not handle a child at the time to at least give her child 
the chance to be born and to a family that could take care of him. And she did that. That child became Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is one of the greatest minds of our time. So we, we have to consider these things in the idea of, or in the conversation of being pro-life. And so now on to religious liberty. So before we get out of here, again, we try to be respectful of your time, somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes uh, in the morning here this Friday. I'm going to share you this last article because we talked last week about the crackdown of, of religious services, worship services, religious organizations and institutions that are taking place across this country. And so amazingly enough, in California, uh, the, the governor and local, uh, and, and local mayors and judges have decided that it is okay to limit or eliminate worship services, church services for the faithful. But at the same time, bars are open. At the same, at the same time, strip clubs are open. At the same time, restaurants are open. At the same time, grocery stores and supermarkets are open. But churches can't be open. And so in that light, uh, I, we bring to you this article by Milton Quintana. It says, uh, California pastors turn their churches into temporary strip clubs in order to hold in-person services. So I'm going to read this to you. So two mega church pastors have decided to rebrand their churches into strip clubs, quote, uh, in protest of a San Diego judge who recently ruled that strip clubs can reopen while churches remain closed. So last month, uh, this website, Christian American Headlines, reported that, uh, or Christian Headlines reported that San Diego judge, uh, Superior Court Judge Joel R. Wolfell, uh said that the state of California should cease any actions preventing the strip clubs from being allowed uh, to provide live adult entertainment. So churches, however, were restricted from holding indoor services despite several pastors who have defied the state's crackdown uh, restrictions on religious gatherings. And so last Sunday, Pastor Roy, uh, Rob McCoy of Godspeed Calvary Chapel decided to outsmart the state's closing of churches by turning his church into a, quote, strip club, end quote, of his own. Um, McCoy previously dealt with the filing uh, of contempt after continuing indoor services uh, despite the court injunction. The article goes on. The article goes on about how he used, uh, uh, he got the idea from, from the news, uh, but nonetheless. So this is where we're at in America in 2020. This is where we're at when it comes to faith. This is what where we're at when it comes to religious liberty. This is where, we, where we're at when it comes to the denial of the First Amendment. This is where we are at. And so what these pastors have done is use the system that the enemy is using to silence Christians. Use the system that the enemy is using to crack down on Christians. Use the system and their words against them for the good and the glory of God. Now, this is an example of what we should all be seeking 
when faced with an obstacle, when faced with a challenge, when faced with bigotry, when faced with persecution, when faced with mockery, when faced with ostracism, when faced with criticism of our faith, when we're looked down upon, when we're, when we're legally through the system discriminated against because of our faith. These are the types of initiatives. These are the types of solutions. These are the types of ideas that we should be coming up with using the system's words that are used against us in favor of God, not in favor of us, but in favor of God to pursue God's message. You've heard me say on this podcast and previous videos and content before that as much as we get frustrated with social media, we can't just leave social media because it, it does inform the world. It does inform the nation. It does inform people. And so if we were to leave this space, the enemy would own it. If we were to retreat from the battlefield, the enemy would own it. What we must do is we must use this space. We must use the battlefield. We must use, in, in this article's example, the verbiage and the regulatory environment that the enemy tries to use against us. We must reverse it and use the same system on behalf of God because God makes all things work for his glory. And we too should be working for his glory. And so that's uh, the news that we want to bring to you this week as you get ready to get your weekend started, right? Um, hopefully you can uh, understand or have time to think about some of these issues of what's taking place. Get involved in your local community. Get involved in the issues that affect you and your family and your family's family and your communities that can affect those same communities that for generations to come. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'd ask that you, again, if you like what we do, if you support what we do, we ask that you share this video, that we like this video, that you, uh, that you comment on this video, that you um, spread good news, spread information, spread uh, the goodness of the word of God, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to your friends and your family, spread and show the world the salt and the light that Jesus provides in our life by living it in your life so that others may see, so that the blind may have sight. Not so that the attention is drawn to you, not so the, that the attention is drawn to me, but that the attention is drawn to Jesus. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we remind you that Monday, we come to you again every Monday and Friday at 08 uh, on YouTube, at the YouTube channel, Good Morning Christian America, or the Christian American community, the Christian American revitalization effort on social media, that's Facebook, that's Parler. Um, we ask that you tune in. We ask that you share with your friends. We ask that you engage. We ask that you continue to do good works on behalf of the one and only Jesus Christ. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.